10 News Conference continues. We're here with Stephen Pryor, a Democrat running for general treasurer. So Stephen, thank you so much for joining us today. Glad to be with Tamara. Now you've been serving or you were serving as Commerce Secretary since 2015. Yes. So why this move? Why do you want this specific office? I think the treasurer's office can be used to improve the economy to really keep the economy going. That's the reason. So I was the Commerce Secretary for seven and a half years. Apparently that's a record or close to it for someone in a top commerce official in Rhode Island. And we really did through some very tough times, keep the economy going strong, there's still problems and challenges. That's what I want to work on. The treasurer's office manages the state's finances, manages the pension system. The staff have expertise in finance. I want to use that platform to help offer relief to and continuing financing to small businesses to help Rhode Islanders access the banking system and really build wealth for their households. Middle-income Rhode Islanders, low-income Rhode Islanders, all Rhode Islanders build wealth and I want to grow the economy. I think we can continue to invest in the areas like manufacturing, like the blue economy, meaning things related to the ocean and building ships and, and offshore wind that can really propel our economy. I think the treasurer can do that. I think the, I'm the right candidate to do it, given my experience. So it sounds like you have a lot of ideas for the office. now. A lot of people are concerned right now that we are on the brink of a recession, as they yes. should be. You know, inflation yes. is out of control right now. Uh, we're rising interest rates, not really doing too much to bring it down. So yes. how would you help Rhode Island remain stable if that were to happen? A couple things. First of all, small businesses are the first to suffer in an economy when there is a downturn. We've seen that across the country, and during COVID, we put in place programs that offered financing to small businesses, grants and loans to small businesses, and we did thousands of them. 10,000 grants to small businesses was, was one count recently in Rhode Island. And we have, according to Moody's, one of the most reputable rating agencies, Moody's Analytics says we have the second strongest recovery in the United States right now. Now, first in the Northeast, by the way, now, Tamara, that's not enough if there's going to be a recession. And there are already small businesses that are still having trouble getting on their feet. So we need to have a treasurer who knows what he is doing in terms of improving the economy. And I'll say this also, we need to offer more in the way of small business relief all the way through so that fixed costs like rent and supplies and personnel costs for small businesses and all businesses can be covered through financing. We've got to offer that. There needs to be a permanent home for that in the government. I think it should be in the treasurer's office. In addition, I think we need to look very carefully at our tax structure and see if there are targeted measures, especially if we have a surplus again. We just had a $900 million surplus. If we have a surplus again, I think we should look at a measure like a sales tax cut. So at the checkout counter, we see a little dip in the cost for Rhode Islanders, especially if inflation stays high. So there's a lot, lot we can do. We need a treasurer who knows how to do it. Now, I did speak to some top legislators about a potential sales tax cut, and their biggest reason against not doing it was saying, you know, if we need to bring that tax back, Rhode Islanders would hate them. You know, it would not go down well. So how would you balance that? Would we realistically be able to afford that even with a surplus? Because surpluses are one-time things. Yes, it would need to be a long-term choice. I think we can use the surplus to help to lessen the financial impact over even several years. If we spread it properly, we can look to the, look to the surplus to spread it properly, and we, can, we could phase it in. But what I, what I mean to say is, should we look, at, look to it as a long-term move? Yes. For example, I've worked in the state government across two governors until recently. Under those governors, starting with Governor Raimondo, we 
eliminated the, the tax on energy for business. We lowered the corporate minimum tax several times. That affects all small businesses. You get the idea. Those have stuck. I think it would be a great thing if we were more competitive in terms of our sales tax so Rhode Islanders don't have to cross the border to Massachusetts or Connecticut to do some of their shopping, sometimes finding better prices. I think that would be a great thing. And speaking of some of the um, policies that you've been a part of in the past, some of the big initiatives here in Rhode Island, you played a large role in the Superman building. Why is the state bailing out a developer? Well, uh, I don't think that's the right way to think about it. If Rhode Island wants to project an image that we're open for business, especially as we are outpacing some of the other states, you know, on that list of states and how they're doing on the Moody's list for the recovery coming out of COVID, Massachusetts is, is in the 40s. We're number two in the country. New York is dead last at 50. We're number two in the country. How can we have a dormant, dark building in the middle of our capital city's cityscape? We, it just it doesn't send the right signal. Historic preservationists want us to keep that building too. And what kind of a signal will it send when we light it back up and we bring new residences into that building? We're going to convert it into residential. And we're going to bring feet on the street in Providence's downtown. What a great way to keep our economy going. Now, the state has only had to, inv had to invest only 12% of project costs. And we've gotten the private developer to increase his contribution from $13 million to $32 million, which is over two times his original contribution, 2.4 times his original proposed contribution. So the bottom line is, we need that symbol to be one of strength of a bright and vibrant economy. And we drive a hard bargain. We got the best out of that deal. But do you think a majority of voters care that, you know, the state's bailing out the Superman building? Out of all the they issues in not. Rhode Island, do you think the Superman building, man, we got to save that with no, our tax I, money? No, I, I actually, I would not create that misimpression. I think that people, if they, you know, if people take a close look, they're going to say, wow, they drove a hard bargain. We can even see a return on our investment, a direct profit ourselves, a, a direct revenue stream, if that building does well, the way we negotiated it. So we drove a very hard bargain. It took seven months of nearly daily negotiations. We put in a small amount of money on a relative basis. The developer put in a lot, and it's going to bring it back. Having said that, no, I think Rhode Islanders are concerned about how is my small business going to make it through if there's a recession? How can I, as a household, do better in terms of building wealth for my family? Can I access the banking system and get some products and some services and some help that will help me save for college or just save for retirement or my life? These are the things that Rhode Islanders are concerned about. That is my predominant focus, and that will be as, as treasurer. So with this on your record, though, let's say we do enter a recession, let's say more buildings go dark, do we have to be concerned that our tax money will continue to be used to fund buildings because the developer messed up? No. You, and, and by the way, I would say in this particular case, this was an extraordinary case. No, you have to be selective in the investments you make that are going to be important for Rhode Island, catalytic for Rhode Island, and will bring more benefit than the original investment. You have to be careful. You can't just make the whole economy dependent upon the government. That would be a, a, a terrible idea. That's why you need someone in the treasurer's office who understands investment, who knows how to invest public funds in a sound way, in a strategic way, that helps Rhode Islanders get jobs and build their income. Okay, let's talk about another project that you were part of, the Tidewater Landing Project. Yes. Um, how do you feel about the status of this right now, now that it's kind of ballooned in cost? I think that's a challenge. Now look, globally, 
across the whole world, prices are up. We just talked about inflation. They are up. The cost of steel, the cost of cement, the cost of every feature of a new development, it's up across the world. That's true. But we still have to be careful in whether we use taxpayer dollars to help a project. We just talked about this as well. So in the version of the deal that is on the table, there's a framework. It could work. It could work in that you're transferring money within the dollars that are already allocated to the overall complex to solve the problem of inflation in the stadium in particular. And there are a number of other features that make a lot of sense. Taxpayer protections. Right. In that version, it's probably we have worth five pursuing. Seconds left. <laughs> so yes. Thank you for explaining that. Yes. That does it for us on 10 News Conference. Thanks for joining us.